This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. Welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. <laughs> I'm just slightly out of breath. I went for the boys and just giving them breakfast. Oh, it's a glorious morning. Oh, it's one of those stunnings. You, you, you just got to take them when they come, haven't you? Absolutely amazing. Glorious. This is this really still. We're kind of between storms. It's really still. We've got glorious sunshine, that warmth that's still there for a while. We're just tipping past the, the equinox. Uh, the autumn equinox, so the light and dark at night. I I know they're kind of equal. <laughs> That's what the equinox is about. But it does feel like it's getting darker a lot earlier. It's it gallops. I'm not sure it is, but it feels like it's galloping, and that makes it real or nearly real. So I'm appealing the boys. Can you tell who you who you've got when you when you're looking at the rear? The heads are down. They're eating the food. Can you tell from the rear end which one's which? Okay, well, this one's a white one, so it's not Paris, who's black. Uh, it's not Joseph, because he's dark form. <laughs> so you're narrowing it down. and then You can tell just by the way they stand. Usually they've got to move. You get absolute guarantee you know who it is then. When, by the way they move, by the way they walk, they're all the same, but so different. Lots of different behaviours as well. It's not just how they look. They behave differently. They're all alpacas. Of course they are. And they, they all are typical alpacas, I think. <laughs> I'm being stared at by Joseph. He's kind of squinting at me going, he's talking to himself again. I do think it's funny. They do think it's funny as well, I think. What is he up to? Is there any more food coming? Is that, is that what, you're, that's what you're, you're asking me, is it? <laughs> you are funny boys. But they're liking standing in the sun. Uh, they've been a bit penned in or, or gone out in the rain. Warmish. No, I got the storm wrong. Because um, it's Storm Nigel, who, who's on the way. I obviously found the wrong storm. We did have a storm last weekend, and I'm sure it had a name, and I'll go find that. But uh, the one we haven't quite had yet is still coming across the, the Atlantic, heading towards us. Losing power, it's an ex-hurricane. It's an ex-hurricane. You want to buy a second-hand hurricane? Mm, not really. So we've, we've got sort of powerful winds and lots of rain on top of what we've already had. And we are so fortunate compared to so many other places. So I'm very grateful. But glorious day today. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And we've got gorse in flower. Uh, now, gorse, uh, which is super spiky, prickly stuff... With amazing bright yellow flowers. I'll put a picture in the in the episode notes. Well, it's um, it's amazing, and it's in flower most of the year. In fact, so, somewhere on the plant, it's got some lovely bright. And, and in the summer, when it gets hot, it smells of coconut. Really strong smell of coconut. I love it. And then the seeds, well, they they dehiss, or do they? I'm not sure. Are these, these are the kind of seeds that dehiss. I'm not quite sure whether that's a general term. 
but they dispense their seeds anyway. They got a pod uh, from the flower. You get a whole series of them. They're little, lovely little flowers. And you get a pod with all these little, not peas, but little beans in them, little seeds. And it sits there and gets cooked in the sun as they ripen. When it gets really hot, this seed pod twists and cracks open. You hear them click. You hear those kind of clicking as they're, they're opening and throwing the seeds. They kind of twist, and as they do throw, the, they, they, they throw the seeds around. They seem to grow like weeds, anyway. They're certain places, in particular, where, where they'll grow. And it's an amazing thing. But they will get in there, the alpacas. They will, they're like the, the, the fresh little buds of the flowers. So there's a few. I can see there's a height on a bush over here. <laughs> there's a height to which things have been... Uh, uh, trimmed back, shall we say. <laughs> and there's a bit at the top they can't reach, so that's full flowers. It's quite interesting. There are certain bits that are bare to the height and depth of an alpaca's neck. And then you get some that will stand on their hind legs, of course. The boys don't tend to do that. I don't know whether they don't think about it or just not practised. Owena, who's already really enormous, the big brown girl, um, she's enormous anyway. Uh, but she she does go up on her hind legs and balance. She does this. She could do good, do a good circus trick, I think. So she stands up and gets the higher level leaves. Well, it's nice they're getting used. But they they were up this morning. First thing, um, partly because it was sunny up on the top of the bank side. This is the girls now, and they came up and. But they're also grazing, in a in a quick way. Okay, that's not grass. You're not taking grass, are you? And they're coming for the leaves and they're starting to look for. <laughs> I think they're looking for acorns. Oh no, not again. I had it all last year. We haven't got as many acorns this year, but I don't really want them eating acorns. Look, they can eat the odd thing and it's not too much of a problem, but if they eat too much, it gets to be a problem and they can poison themselves. Uh, pigs seem to do really well with them. Alpacas, mm, not so much. And other animals as well. Yet, they do kind of forage these things and we'll, we'll pick them up and... So a few is okay, but I need to check and see that we're not getting sort of a, a whole carpet of, of the seeds dropping. Uh, they're just coming into their own, really. Some of the trees have lost a lot of their leaves, not all of them yet. They've already, that's ahead of what I would expect. And then you've got other things like the, the oak. They're still very green, very lot of, lot of leaf. And of course, we've got ivy that crawls up the stems of the trees. And... Uh, Looks green, but it's actually not leaves. Hello, we've got Talker in the background. So they're, they're stood in there. Howl is the top male. He's, he's kind of having a look, but he's been cleaning up crumbs outside. They don't, he doesn't really go in so much. But he's, he's definitely still top male. What goes on in that head? What are they thinking? Sometimes you know, sometimes you haven't got a clue. Sometimes you think you know, and you really haven't got a clue. And uh, it's one of those things, the more you can spend time around them, the more you'll start to understand them and understand the language. I'm not talking about them speaking like that, but the, the, sort of the, the hmm. But it's the, the body language, the ears, the angle of the ears, ears back. Usually when there's a, a, another one close by, they, they have their ears back, they're kind of... It's a submissive posture, but it's also checking what's going on behind them. So there's lots of ears down, kind of neutral, 
They're in neutral, the ears. When they're alarmed by something, up they go. Do you know you've got, you got these uh, amazing photographs of um, stud males? You see them from the shows and that kind of stuff, and, you can, and they've got their ears right up and slightly forward. <laughs> there was a photographer who was saying, a good way to do this is to bring a dog <laughs> nearby. I don't think they do that at the shows, but it does make the... the the, the alert, I'm, I'm fully present kind of look of the alpaca. But they're difficult to, to photograph sometimes, to get the depth. You want to get the depth of... Because they've got all this hair. You, you sometimes see them in the sunlight. And some animals show us a bit more than others. They've got all this hair around the eyes. Really, it's good protective hair. So it's kind of off the eyebrows and around... The, and some of them are kind of looping. They do what the brambles do. And they, they kind of tip out a long way and kind of arch over and it's really good protection for the eyes when they're getting in the undergrowth and things because they trigger first and they know they're getting close to something so it protects the eyes um not not kind of a, a massive physical protection i suppose there's a bit of that but it's particularly this kind of sensory trigger that says i'm close to something near my eye which is really useful to know if you're an alpaca, well, it's useful for us as well, but we, we, don't, we work slightly differently. We don't have long... Oh, I've got to take it back now, haven't I? Some people have, have long eyebrows, but I don't think it's to protect their eyes. It's just one of those things that happens. So, yeah. And then there's the, the hair around the ears, similar. Um, but I'm being munched here by lots of little flies. There's a lot of little flies around. It's that kind of warmth, colder, dampness, and it's they're just... It's the tail end of the of the little biting flies. I think they're biting. They feel like they're biting. Lots of tiny little bits in the air, little white things. And where they've got bare skin, then they, the alpacas get, get munched. So that's gonna be the top of the legs. You see them stamp, there was one stamping its foot first thing this morning. Uh, you know, it could be that they stood on something and they've got, you get stuff up between the toes. Do you, you wouldn't like that either, I don't think. So they stamp their foot and they're having little little scratches, scritchy scratches of their, their leg, a little literally. So it's the it's the bare stuff. Um, occasionally we'll get some warm weather and we just gotta keep an eye out for fly strike. So if that's that's you, um, it could be other parts of the world as well, but it's particularly if we get a really warm spell after we've had it damp and the fleece is getting a bit longer, just keep an eye out and a and a nose out for any signs of a fly strike. Wanna catch that, nip it in the bud before it gets any, gets settled and causes a lot of damage. We've still got a few birds around, but a lot of the swallows seem to have, I just noticed today, I'm thinking, oh, it's, you know, I didn't. A couple of days ago, I'm sure I saw them. They were all screaming around and doing their stuff. I haven't seen them. So it could be the, the little dip in temperature. They've gone, okay, time to go. Head for Africa, everybody. So they're kind of bunched up and they're on their way to warmer climes. And <laughs> who can blame them, eh? I do hope they know it's really hot in some of those places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we're just cleaning up the crumbs, the last little bits are there. The boys are standing in the doorway. I'll show, I'll, I'll use that picture for this episode, I think. So a quick update on uh, the birds. <laughs> I saw them yesterday. I, there was a kind of group of them. They were flying in a different place. So maybe they're grouping, but slightly different to where they normally are. 
so the swallows, there's a few swallows still around, but I think the, the numbers are reduced. So I think it'll not be long before they're completely gone. Uh, and it's probably the adults have already gone and it's just the youngsters left. I don't know how that works, how they know where to go, but they seem to. It's all built into the, the genes, I guess. Uh, and then also an update on storms, because we, we now kind of another storm on the way. So after Nigel, we've now got Agnes. Agnes is about to arrive. So give you an update on that as well. So we're in, we're in that strange uh, calm before the storm. <laughs> it's the first named, British named, storm of the autumn, winter, winter season. And uh, she's called Agnes. The storm's about to come. Uh, it's early in the morning. It's going to be mostly through the day. I think most of it, they were talking about hitting sort of uh, tail end of the afternoon. Uh, so the travelling home time, which could be pretty wild. Mainly, uh, mainly wind, but uh, they're talking about potentially at coasts, at the coast that's sort of like 80 mile an hour winds. That's high. That's a lot. Had, had it before, but not very often. Um, but sort of gusting up to sort of 40, 50 quite regularly through the day. Um, I've put the food out. I put it all inside today for the girls because it's just a bit... Uh, well, it's going to get wasted, isn't it? If it's going to get wet, I'm not sure how quickly the rain's going to come in. It's it's kind of tried a bit and it's coming again. So the early fringes, I think. Um, the wind hasn't started picking up yet. So the next hour or two, we'll start to get in. And I'm looking at the trees and thinking, well, they're used to bending, aren't they? Yeah, but this is going to be some serious bending. So there may be a few trees down. We'll have to see what happens. And uh, the girls, have, I've left the lights on so they, <laughs> they can... Stay indoors if they want to, should they be inclined to. Now, where they were yesterday, and again today, so I couldn't find them, and I worked out where they are. Um, they're kind of going up and sitting in uh, the trees. It's right, it's right, it's right up near the boys. <laughs> What's that about? Are they going up near the boys deliberately? Could be, could be. It's the wrong time of year, but hey. So I'm just going to have to go and check those fences. Sue was noticing there was some fences were a bit suspect. <laughs> Particularly if you've got some enthusiastic males leaning against them, whatever. There's also some tracks up and backs and forwards up there with, with uh, foxes and things. So there's obviously a few little holes here or there. I just need to go and check them out to make sure they haven't got any uh, major problems. Yeah, so the preparations and the, the ongoing, so everything... Um, all the, the normal stuff has to be done, but also it's worth sort of raking out the stuff to make sure that, there's, that the water can flow away, which I have. Uh, I did that last week after the event. <laughs> it got wetter than it should have done because I thought I cleared it, but no, there's a lot more vegetation than I'd accounted for. So don't make assumptions is probably the moral of that story, isn't it? Yes, I thought about it. Yes, I had an ink an inkling, an idea that it was okay, but I should have looked a bit closer before. I thought it was okay, but it wasn't quite as good as it could have been. So uh, remember to have another look, have another check in a bit more detail for those things that you've got a little nag in your head. Oh, don't, don't ignore that. Please don't ignore that. It's probably right. Mostly those things are right. So they're worth, worth following.
Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting day. Hope you have a good one. And we'll catch you again soon. Bye for now. Oh, and if you can, go spend some time with an alpaca. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.